Boulevard. Welcome to the show. Now, I, I was just telling the folks here that uh, the, the, the basic moon hoax fraud is, is really just a jumping off point. It's a big jumping off point, but it, it's, it's a stepping stone in a, in a long list, a litany of hoaxes or frauds that's been perpetrated on the world. Would you agree with that? Yeah, it's a one. It's kind of the epitome example of the arrogance of the deep state. That if they're willing to do that, they're willing to do anything. Mm-hmm. And they pretty much do anything, as far as I can tell. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, hey, well, listen. The way this show rolls is we got people watching the show, so they're going to be putting questions in the chat. They, we won't bring them on the line, but I'll read with them. I'll read. I'll read. The, I'll read the questions to you as they come in. But let's get some, for those to refamiliarize. Uh, you to the art audience tell them how you got involved with even looking into the moon hoax well i mean i grew up as the biggest fan of the moon missions i thought it was the greatest thing Uh, i was just four years old when they claimed to have walked on the moon i was asleep in bed but my father being in the air force got a vip publicity package of about 20 9 by 12 color prints of the alleged first mission to the moon i put them up on my bedroom wall had them up for 10 years or saw them some 3,650 times before I even questioned the authenticity of them. I was the biggest fan. And then I saw a gentleman on television, Bill Casing, who worked for Rocketdyne during the Apollo program for six years. And he had high security clearances. And he said, look, they didn't go. They admitted in confidential papers that he read that they couldn't go. And seeing how they couldn't go and ended up claiming to have gone, he concluded they had to have faked the thing. And uh, so when I got in touch with him uh, 10 years after I saw him on television, he suggested me being a filmmaker that I do a documentary about it. And uh, tell you the truth, I originally turned down the project because I thought, you know, there's a decent possibility that the moon missions were indeed falsified. And if that is the case and I start investigating it, it could be dangerous. So I thought I'm not going to risk my life for something Nixon did, you know, 30 years earlier. So I turned down the project. And then when I uh, started reading the Bible about five years later, I realized, you know, there is a right and a wrong, a good and an evil, light and darkness, truth and lies. And if they didn't go, that's really more profound of an event than if they had actually gone. And so I changed my mind and I um, raised about a million dollars to produce these films. And that was given to me by a board member of an aerospace company that builds rockets for NASA, who knows they didn't go to the moon. And he felt it was his patriotic duty to expose that. So I started producing a funny thing happened on the way to the moon under the theory, maybe the moon missions were fake. And about halfway into the seven year project, I popped in a tape that said, do not show you know, to the public on the screen, and it was uh, a, an hour-long, unedited reel of one shot of the mission, a fake one-foot model of the Earth that they were claiming was floating in space that was completely contrived with the third track of audio of the CIA telling them how to fake the shot. And it dawns on me, oh my gosh, they really didn't go to the moon. And I remember calling up Bill Casing just frantic. And he was like, well, Bart, I told you. And I'm like, yeah, but you don't understand. They really didn't go. They really faked it. And he's like, well, Bart, I told you. But, uh, you know, so I had this realization that we really didn't go. And then strange things started happening. Phone calls being interrupted, being followed, and things like that. And uh, so my new book, Moon Man, 
talks about that for the first time. These kind of behind-the-scenes espionage adventures that I went through in producing this, including at one point being abducted and drugged by the CIA to immediately asked me questions about where the tape was and copies were and so forth mm -hmm. and i escaped their custody and even uh urinated in a cup to prove that i had been drugged by this exotic true serum or whatever had a friend take it to a lab in their name to kind of allegedly outwit the cia you know and uh when he called me back a few days later he said well there was a problem at the lab and i'm like uh what problem he says well they had a break-in over the weekend. And I'm, yeah, I said, but what about it? And he said, well, nothing was stolen except your urine sample. <laughs> so <laughs> somehow they had found out what I was doing, and I thought I really had them that time. But as the project went on, and uh, during the uh, 50th anniversary and all that publicity, uh, someone who was actually there at the time, while Apollo 11 was being filmed at a particular military base here in the United States, uh, they contacted me and uh, gave me information about that. And uh, it's kind of chilling. I mean, I already knew that the missions were fake. But when you hear from someone who was there standing beside President Johnson when they filmed the thing, and I'm able to verify all this information, it's pretty you know, chilling to hear it anyway from an eyewitness and uh he thought it was his uh, duty to confess it on his deathbed literally dying and he even admitted that there was a homicide at his base that took place uh because this co-worker was going to uh you know tell the public that the moon missions were fake so all this is in moon man for the first time and uh, hopefully i'll put this little episode behind me which i probably spent about 20 years of my life work on and uh and you know the production of these two films and this book okay uh all right let's get to some questions here real quickly and we'll get back to our conversation from uh freely speaking and when you see me looking over i'm reading i'm reading the chat here uh how is it that they went 1000 times further on their first attempt 50 years ago than we can go today using a millionth of the computing power of an iphone yeah that, you know, there's a lot of proofs that we didn't go. First, we have an eyewitness who was basically there at that picture you're showing, you know, standing right in the studio where they filmed the thing a year in advance. We have that proof. Mm -hmm. Then we have uh, this uncovered reel of behind-the-scenes footage of them faking part of the photography right in front of your eyes. Then we have a simple still picture from Apollo 17 where two shadows from objects five feet apart are intersecting at 90 degrees when sunlight is always parallel which means it's shot with electrical light in a studio but then beyond all of that uh we have the simple logic what you know what they're claiming is today with you know 50 years of better technology than when they went to the moon the farthest that nasa can send an astronaut away from the earth is only 250 miles that's where the space station is so pick a city that's 250 miles away from you and make that vertical and that's as far as they can go so in 1969 there's the picture there <laughs> good job daniel on finding that so quickly i mean that's simply impossible that cannot be duplicated in sunlight that means it's electrical light which means it was taken here on earth so, so like you were so, like like you were explaining that the one going is the the light behind but the other light of that of moon rock is from the side 
Yeah, I mean, the sun is about 93 million miles away, so it's going to cast shadows in the same direction over an entire continent or over the entire moon. You know, there's a parallel picture to kind of show what that looks like. It says parallel sunlight. There's one with uh, two uh, telephone poles there. And you, you can see that sunlight cast shadows that always run parallel with one another this light is so close i mean like 10 feet away you know from the object here that one person standing on one side of the light cast a shadow at 12 o'clock this alleged astronaut and then a rock about five feet away uh, because the it's on the opposite side of the light you know the electrical light it's casting a shadow at nine o'clock I mean, it's just impossible for this to take place in sunlight. That's 100% proof right there. We didn't go to the moon. And then deductively, if today, you know, in 21st century technology, they can only send an astronaut one thousandth the distance to the moon, what they're saying is that they had 1,000 times greater technology 50 years ago than they do today. <laughs> that's, that's never happened in the history of the world. You know, when Lindbergh flew across the Atlantic in 1927, 10 years later, thousands of aircraft were flying across the Atlantic, 100 times more, you know, complicated than his aircraft. And when they blew up the atomic bomb in 1945, just 10 years later, atomic bombs were 1,000 times more powerful. So if they could go to the moon on the first attempt with 1960s technology yep. that had one millionth of computing power of a cell phone, Ten years later, we'd be on Mars, and now, 50 years later, we'd be in another solar system, and there'd be bases all over the moon. Mm. For the first time in world history, technology has gone backwards. But that's <laughs> impossible, which means the first event wasn't genuine. It's like me saying, Daniel, I did, you know, cold fusion, you know, and then you say, show me. I say, well, come back in 50 years, and 50 years later, I say, well, I can't show you it either but believe me that i did it 50 years ago i mean that's what they're saying mm -hmm. scientific principle says when a milestone breakthrough scientific accomplishment happens it has to be independently verified and duplicated and that's never happened so if someone said you know they made a car 50 years ago that could go 50,000 miles on a gallon of gasoline but today their best car can only go 50 mm -hmm. Would you really believe their claim? Because that's what they're claiming. They're claiming they could go a thousand times farther into outer space 50 years ago than they can today. <laughs> I never, mean, that makes no sense. No, I, I like that because I've, I've never heard it put, it put it that way, that, that technology is going backwards. That That's sort of funny, but in, in a kind of weird way. All right, let's get a couple more questions for you, Bart. Uh, from Rose says, Bart, what, does, what do you think about David Icke and others saying the moon itself is fake? Well, I don't know about that. I mean, uh, the problem is because the government are such liars, now we doubt everything they say. If they say the sky is blue, then it must be green. But that's not always the case. I did a little research, and I like to kind of uncover the original meaning of words. And uh, we know that the evil people who run the world, they're wicked, right? For so sure. the root word of wicked is actually candle wick. And I didn't know this, but if you look at a candle wick really closely, what appears to be one strand is actually two woven together, which is truth and lies. You see, if, if they lied all the time, then, it, then you just believe the opposite. You know, every time you know what the truth was, but sometimes they tell the truth, sometimes they lie, they wove it together. These people who think, 
well, then everything they say about science and Earth and the moon must be a lie if they lied about this. I don't buy into that. Uh, I suspect the moon is solid. I suspect it's less dense than they believe it is, meaning instead of having one-sixth of gravity, they probably should have had about one-tenth gravity because it has no iron core. It's not hollow, but it's a lot less dense. So gravity is based on density, not size. Therefore, they probably should have been able to leap about two stories off the ground. And as you can see from a funny thing happened on the way to the moon, all I did and you know, was hit you know, double the speed, and you see they're using slow motion. And yet it's very convincing. You know, even that shot, that fake shot that you can see in the film of the, you know, fake blue earth, if you only showed the best 10 seconds that they showed to the public, it looks very convincing. Mm -hmm. But we have the behind the scenes showing them rigging the model and, you know, showing how it's all fake. Mm -hmm. And uh, unfortunately, this is the way that it is. You know, when I popped in that tape that said, don't show to the public, and I heard the CIA on a third track of audio telling them to create a fake radio delay as if they're further away from the Earth than they really were. You know, they were in Earth orbit the whole time. It just broke my heart, and I'm like, is this the world that I live in? Are we this depraved, dark, juvenile, you know, evil, and this is it? The number one reason I hear, Daniel, that people who won't accept that the missions were indeed falsified is they say, well, our government wouldn't lie about such an important thing. And I think what they're really saying is they don't want to live in a world in which the government would lie about such an important thing. <laughs> Therefore, they won't they won't go there. Mm -hmm. But if you have cancer, you know, in your arm, do you want to know or do you want to be lied to? You know, if mm -hmm. you believe the lie mm -hmm. that you don't, Mm -hmm. then your your whole body's going to die. If, if, uh, but if, if you can catch it in time and cut that off, yeah, you're going to live the rest of your life with only one arm, mm -hmm. but you'll be alive. That's the state of our government. We have to admit that we faked the moon landing. We have to. We have to cut that off. And mm -hmm. it will be embarrassing. The stock market will go down. The dollar will go down. But if we don't, then these gangsters who run our country mm -hmm. will continue to do so and it will get worse and worse and worse for all the people of this nation and really the world. Mm -hmm. uh, all right, everybody, for just just uh, tuning in to watch the program, we got Bart Sabrell on the on the uh, line here. We're talking about uh, being lied to. I guess you could say you might say we're using the the, the moon hoax as as a jump. And by the way, uh, Bart, um, I got a I got a I got a note in the chat. Somebody said that uh, the word hoax is getting people banned now. So I I guess they're using it as a generic term. So if this if this YouTube doesn't go up, I'll put it up over there in Rumble because that's what we do when programs get banned, put on Rumble. But uh, just keep that in mind there. Um, but yeah, I've been using the word fraud. Fraud. Uh, okay. Hoax sounds a little too you know quote conspiratorial. It's just fraud. Okay. They committed fraud, just like someone counterfeiting money, counterfeiting the Picasso. They counterfeited the okay. scientific right, accomplishments, and many Nobel laureates have done the same and given their prize money back because they got caught. Okay. People do cheat to win. Happens mm -hmm. all the time in Las Vegas. So people bluff and poker, and that's what our government did. They made it a goal that they couldn't accomplish, and so they bluffed. Mm -hmm. to get the Soviets to back down and well, for us to well, appear to well, be more sophisticated than we really were. What, what, I've, what I've always said, Bart, if, if I'm in a prison, if I'm in a mental prison generated by the, the system, at least I want to know I'm in there. But most people don't even want to know they're in there. 
So if you can't do nothing about it, I'd rather know I can't do nothing about it, but I'm where I know where I'm at. At least I know where I'm at. Right? You know, you talk about people can't receive, they can't uh, can't release things because they don't want to know that the government would ever lie to them. But getting to the whole idea of conspiracies or is that another word? Frauds. I'm going to use that one now. Um, so it goes like, and just quickly, I've just jotting this down. So JFK, one shooter, magic bullet went seven different ways. Uh, 9-11, uh, you got 18 hijackers and, and found the guy's wallet and they were on the front page the next day. All of them were on, you know, I, okay, whatever. First time three buildings collapsed. Most people think there's two. You know that. Oklahoma City, there was one guy, although there was video evidence of three guys in a, in a truck. And so, and, and, and they, there were bomb sniffing dogs a day of and people didn't show up to work. Um, Trump, Russia, election of 20, this thing here, all these things have been uh, right now. And like I said, if, you, if you've ever seen this program, I have, I have something called raining points at the beginning of the program. It starts at eight and then the guest comes at eight 30, but in between we have segments. But I was saying that all every, every system out there right now that told us all these same truths to make us believe what they're wanting us to believe are telling us now that Putin is the devil. And I'm just telling people, just hold on before you, because if the system, if education uh, military, government, uh, religious, whatever, news, media are all saying the same thing. How they all said those same people said we went to the moon. Just pointing that out, you know. So we just need to just wait a minute and 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 think about this. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, I mean there are really more significant things. Even you know, I'm sorry for what's going on over there. I have business associates in Kiev, uh, and it's terrible that it's going on but in the big scheme of things about the great crimes that are occurring worldwide simultaneously and with coordinated effort that's just what's going on in kiev is a small thing comparatively you know this current event going on that's been going on for two years and virtually coercing blackmailing people into taking a medicine that's never been used on humans before for an illness that people don't even have you know, I would say that's a much more significant event. Mm-hmm. Um, when, yeah, when our country, you know, invades democratically elected countries, it's perfectly fine. Mm-hmm. But when someone else does it, it's terrible. You mentioned it's like, you, you know, uh, when we when we uh, get attacked first, it's a sneak attack. But when we attack first, it's a preemptive strike. You know, it's like, well, which is it? You know, <laughs> when the Soviets waterboarded and the and the Japanese waterboarded American citizens during World War II, when we won the war, we executed them for doing it. Now, when we do it, it's perfectly fine. I mean, so, you know, what's going on here? So, unfortunately, uh, the United States is not a godly country. It's not an honorable country. If it were, they wouldn't be faking the moon landing, would they? I mean, <laughs> no. you have 3,000 architects and engineers who risk their reputations, you know, mm-hmm. uh, for saying that it's physically impossible for an airplane to bring down a steel frame skyscraper. It'd be mm-hmm. like throwing a pencil through a screen door. Look at the Oklahoma City bombing. That huge explosion took away half the building, and it still didn't collapse. <laughs> Ever think about that? Right. How could one right. airplane cause cause a skyscraper to collapse when a building that has the whole front blown right. off still stands? And then there's all right. And, and so building seven, up. building seven just wipes out. Building seven. Most it, people it, don't even know about that. No, they, they don't. Boggling. Bu- building seven is the shadow picture that you have of the of the of the rock and the astronaut because it's it's 
in, and I noticed in your video, you said, this is a defining picture. You don't need to go much further than this. There's two light sources there. And well, yeah, that's the same thing. All you that so, you need to prove, you know, that 9-11 was a conspiracy is Building 7. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. uh, so, you know, they're claiming an airplane brought it down, which it couldn't, but let's just give them that. Okay, mm -hmm. but then what about the third building? <laughs> I asked people in the military, what about Building 7? They're like, what's Building 7? Right. That's how much the, you know, the, I always the media have, controls people's minds. Yeah, I always, you know, have fun, mind. I, I always have fun with that question. And I'll say, how many buildings went down every time I'll get two? Every single time I'll get to. Mind-boggling, uh, you know. But but you, you mentioned that you were looking into the Bible, and uh, one of the scriptures that you have, you actually have scriptures in some of your videos there. Uh, one of them was Matthew about the uh, the uh, uh, you know the truth will come out. But uh, Putin several years ago spent five hundred million dollars rebuilding churches in Russia, and they don't allow a lot of crap to go on with their kids, and. In our country, for the last two years, and especially at the beginning, if you went to church, you would be arrested and fined. So when you're making comparisons, just saying, that's all I'm saying. Just, there's, 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 well, I mean, yeah, America's a pretty much a big hypocrite. I mean, we're the only ones who ever used weapons of mass destruction against civilians, mm -hmm. the two atomic bombs in World War II. And we have more nuclear weapons than every other country who has them combined. Mm -hmm. And yet when, you know, Iran wants one, it's somehow, you know, illegal against international law when we have thousands of them. We have the right to blow up people, but they don't. I mean, I don't understand what that's all about. Not that it's not a good idea to have as few of those as possible and to negotiate, bribe, whatever, uh, another nation into not developing them. I think that's fine. Mm -hmm. But you can't forbid them. I mean, that's just not fair. Mm -hmm. And uh, just being a big hypocrite, you know. So I don't understand why a war in Afghanistan would cost a billion dollars a day for 18 years when World War II, we were fighting the very well-equipped Japanese and the Germans simultaneously, and it only took three and a half years. Mm -hmm. And now we have all this great technology. So you think wars would shorten with all the great technology. So why this, you know, war in Iraq or Iran or uh, wherever they want to claim it's going on, why it took 18 years boggles my mind. It shouldn't take that. Taking trillions and trillions and trillions of dollars we're spending on other people's nations when, we, when there's potholes everywhere I go. You know, and schools are under-equipped, you know, and we spend more money, it seems like, on other nations than our own. What, what's that all about? All right. You know? Okay, let's get to another question for you. This is from Peter from Australia. Uh, do you think that Stanley Kubrick helped to fake the moon landings, as Jay Widener contends in his uh, film Kubrick's Odyssey? Well, that's who I would have chosen. I mean, we know that the missions were fake, so they had to have somebody in charge of the fake photography. So they could have asked the media director at the Pentagon and got uh, good security and amateur results, or they could have asked the best filmmaker on the planet, got the short-term benefit of good-looking pictures and worry about his security later. That had to have been the choice. And what a coincidence, Stanley Kubrick is making a film at the same time about going to the moon. And he was buddies-buddies with a lot of people in NASA who ended up later giving him camera technology uh, that they gave first to him as opposed to any other filmmaker on earth so that's who I would have chosen and then of course it seems like he 
left pretty obvious clues. I mean, when one of his characters in a film afterwards has an Apollo 11 shirt on it, and his last film, Eyes Wide Shut, he insists that it open on the 30th anniversary of the launch to the moon, I think he's saying something there, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. He's who I would have picked, and he's who likely did shoot the first fake mission uh, to the moon. I don't really even talk about that in my book. It's kind of a side note, but I, I suspect that's who did it. All right, let's get to another question here. It says, um, this is from Gary. It says, Bart, have you seen the videos of Moon Waves by Bruce Swatsk? No, I have not. Okay. And then this one here from Freely Speaking. How does the moon landing fraud tie into Operation Fishbowl? I'm not sure what Operation Fishbowl is. Uh, I'm Well, that'd be a new one on me right there, too. And I try to keep up with those kinds of things. All right. And then went from our... Uh, our uh, Online or online uh, contact question said this is from Curious. Is it possible that they've been to the moon, Mars, and uh, have flying saucers, but um, don't want us to know that they're in space? Well, NASA would like you to believe that. Uh, there's a large group of intellectuals, largely in the UFO community, who look at the pictures and are smart enough to tell these were shot on Earth in a TV studio. Somehow, though, in their hearts, wanting to believe in Star Trek and Star Wars, they say, well, they really went to the moon anyway. No, it's very simple. The pictures are fake because they didn't go. If they really <laughs> went, we'd be seeing real pictures. You know, uh, there's certain things that you can hit a ceiling on of technology, and apparently leaving Earth orbit is one of those. For example, aircraft, uh, jet aircraft has been around for, I guess, almost 70 years, and yet... Going faster than the speed of sound, there really, there's only been one, the Concorde, you see? Mm -hmm. So because it's really not practical to go faster than the speed of sound, it's technically difficult to become super expensive, and it creates great noise pollution. And because of the radiation belts that surround the Earth, they're basically at a ceiling of technology today. Uh, we have them faking being halfway to the moon. Mm -hmm. in 1969 that means they can't go halfway they can't leave earth orbit and what a surprise 50 years later they still cannot leave earth orbit they mm -hmm. still cannot go to the moon today and that's largely because they don't have enough fuel to leave in one rocket they'd have to ferry it to the space station and then go from there and then secondly most people don't know this but there's a huge 25 30,000 mile thick radiation belt that starts at a thousand miles above the earth and that every manned mission, Gemini, Mercury, Skylab, the space shuttle, Soyuz, has all been well below that radiation, except going to the moon, you would have to go through it. NASA's Kelly Smith said in 2016 in a video produced by NASA that the radiation belt surrounding the Earth is dangerous or deadly, and that the technology necessary to go through it with an astronaut and survive has yet to be invented. Mm. So there you go. So mm. how could they possibly have gone through it, you know, 50 years ago when today the technology to go through it doesn't exist yet? They said so. They've said so in numerous magazine articles. So they're they're kind of at a threshold of what can be done. Uh, the top two UFO researchers, one's French, one's American, they did a United States Press Club three-hour-long uh, expose Q&A about... 
15, 20 years ago, and it's very interesting, the top two independent researchers had been investigating UFOs for decades, and they both independently from one another came to the very same conclusion, which is, number one, UFOs are real. Number two, they're not from outer space. And number three, they think they're demonic, which is very interesting. You know, when people are being abducted and they throw out the name of Jesus, the aliens run away. Mm -hmm. So why would an alien care if I invoke mm -hmm. the name of Bart, Daniel, Jesus, Buddha, whoever, mm -hmm. right? Exactly. So there's something going on there. And uh, these can be you know, fallen mm -hmm. angels who have been around for thousands of years and therefore developed yeah. this technology. Mm -hmm. And of course, they're, they're liars, right? right? Satan is the father of lies, and if they're fallen angels with technology, then they're going to lie. Mm -hmm. They're going to claim they're from some galaxy far, far away that can never be disproven. Mm -hmm. I mean, there seems to be uh, fairly credible evidence that Eisenhower, I think, met with them at Edwards Air Force Base in the 50s, and they landed some craft and showed off and uh, they claimed that they were from some, you know, galaxy far, far away. Well, they're not going to tell the truth, mm -hmm. right? Um, because then people would believe in God and the Bible and repent and be rightfully afraid of these people. So I think that's what aliens really are. I mean, if the top two researchers who have researched them for decades both came to the same conclusion independently of one another, that UFOs do exist, but they're not from outer space, mm -hmm. They're from Earth um, well, and somehow involve a de demonic battle between good and evil. Well, Bert, uh, Bert I can't concur, at least somewhat, what you're saying there, because this show's been going on since 2004. Thousands of shows and interviews. I don't know how many people have been abducted that I've had on the show or that or UFO, particularly in shows, but particularly in the abduction realm. But I will concur that even those that don't believe in God per se say that abductions stop when people use the name of Jesus. I've questioned so many of them, so why don't they stop with when Buddha? There, there is something to that. But let me get to a couple other quick things real quick. Uh, just joining in, add addition into our live chat, uh, Constant Companion, Sunset Forever, Alyssa, Teflon Coat, Freely Speaking, Life Station Express, Max Bogan, uh, uh, Red Roni, two, uh, Pony Red Rose 2000, and Paul, uh, she's just all just joined us in the chat watching the program. Well, well Bart, um, we've got the... Eisenhower. I want to. I want to play a clip, and then I want to get your comment on it. So here it is. Stand by. I got to jump out of the picture, and then I'll play it. it, it I believe it is from Eisenhower. In the councils of government, we must guard against the acquisition of unwarranted influence, whether sought or unsought, by the military-industrial complex. The potential for the disastrous rise of misplaced power exists and will persist. We must never let the weight of this combination endanger our liberties or democratic process. We should take nothing for granted. Only an alert and knowledgeable citizenry can compel the proper meshing of the huge industrial and military machinery of defense with our peaceful methods and goals. So, Bart, let me ask you, have we, have we passed that ability to to control the military industrial complex have they gone to the place that he was warning us about absolutely he said that statement that recording was from january 19th 1961 the last day he was president of an eight-year term you know two terms mm -hmm. so he was afraid to say that in office isn't that interesting kennedy basically not only said that in office he put was trying to put a stop to it 
and we know what happened to him. You know, if you believe in God, an interesting thing is we have uh, an eclipse that happened in 2017, and it happened over Nashville, Tennessee, which has the largest pagan statue in the United States of America. Isn't that interesting? And then it's going to happen again in 2024. A total eclipse will occur, and its epicenter is Dallas, the point of no return, I believe, for the United States government. Mm -hmm. You know, they never showed the Zabruder film, but three days later, Dan Rather got on the air, and he said, well, just trust me, let me describe it for you. And in my book, Moon Man, which you can get at Sibrel, S-I-B-R-E-L.com, it's an interactive book, and I think clip 13 of 15 clips shows Dan Rather describing the Zabruder film, synchronized with the Zabruder film. And at the moment, he says, the third and final shot, his head goes violently forward. It actually goes violently back. So Dan Rather is saying the exact opposite of the truth mm -hmm. on national TV. He's so embarrassed he's doing so, he looks down when he says it. So another interesting thing is Janet Napolitano, on her last day in office, like Eisenhower, said something very interesting. She said, a natural disaster is likely on its way, the likes of which the United States has never before seen. Okay, so there's actually three clues here. It's a natural disaster. It's a natural disaster that has never happened in the 245 years of America. And it's a natural disaster you could know about years in advance. Now, the only thing that fits that is something coming in from outer space, a comet, an asteroid, or maybe even a rogue planet. So I believe this current event that's going on for the last two years is mostly not genuine and that it's really a psychological drill for the public to submit during a national emergency. Now, if something from outer space were heading toward Earth, and if you believe in the Bible, there's many signs in the Bible that says they're going to come from the heavens. In fact, Jesus basically says there'll be a meteor storm in the last days. He says the stars will fall from the sky like ripe figs. Twice in Revelation, it says a huge mountain fell from the sky. It says the tidal effect from the oceans will be so severe. That could be from a large rogue planet coming by, causing a greater tidal effect than the moon. So if this event is on its way, the world leaders are, you know, cheering it on because they want to depopulate the world. Mm -hmm. And this way they won't have to go down in history as the next genocidal Hitler. They're going to let Mother Nature do it for them. But rather than having this, you know, half the world die in 90 days from this event, I believe these medicines that they're coercing people to take are to kind of depopulate on a gradual basis leading up to that so that the solar system event will be less of a shock when it happens. In their minds, we're all destined mm -hmm. to die anyway. Mm -hmm. So what a coincidence that phase one is the very same as Hitler's useless eaters. Congratulations, you get to have this medicine uh, for the elderly, the diabetic, the obese, or whatever that Hitler wanted to get rid of. So it seems like something like that is going on. I think absolutely... The deep state is, is beyond. And so it's very mm. interesting, these two eclipses, the first on the largest pagan statue in America, the second one over where the point of no return in the United States government occurred mm. when they killed their own president. Bobby Kennedy Jr. says so. I'm not saying it. 
the guy's nephew says it. And he has access to the information more than we do. He says the CIA killed the president of the United States. So these two eclipses are seven years apart. That's a biblical number. And I think it's God's probationary period for the United States, you know, as a whole, or maybe 51% to repent, you know, whatever. But according to the Bible, these plagues that come up on mankind in the last days occur to encourage people to repent, but God says they're not going to repent anyway. So when Jesus says it'll be greater tribulation in the last days than in the entire history of the earth, and unless God intervenes at the very end, no one will survive, I take this, Daniel, to mean that the deep state, they are going to win. They will succeed. I mean, they're doing a fabulous Mm -hmm. job. They killed Kennedy. They had that windshield out with the bullet in the front and in the furnace and Ford the same day. They killed off 200 eyewitnesses. They faked the Gulf of Tonkin. They admitted they faked it. Mm -hmm. No one cares. 3,000 architects say bombs brought down those Mm -hmm. towers. No one cares. William Binney goes on national TV, who worked for the NSA for 30 years, said they spy on Supreme Court justices' phone calls to blackmail them into voting in a particular way. Not a single congressional hearing. And the former VP of Pfizer says that the current event is, you know, they're lying continually about what's really going on. And they're doing a fabulous job. People are lining up to be told whether they're sick or not. Let us test you and tell you, shouldn't I know whether I'm sick or not? And then you read the warning label on what they're going to put up your nose just to tell you whether you're sick or not. And it says one of the symptoms is all the symptoms that you're supposed to have if you're sick that the swab will cause. Okay, okay, let me, let me, let me, let me, jump, let, let me jump in here. First of all, when you talk about Dan Rather, when he's describing, when he said his head went forward, but it was going backward, to me, that's the first let's go Brandon moment on national TV right there. And the other thing is, I was just think I was read, just reading in Nehemiah or somewhere, but it's talking about the end time, and it says two-thirds of all children will, will die because of a plague. And that, I just read that, and I thought, wow, that's something. So there, there are some curious things going on. By the way, let me welcome Azur and James in the live chat. But, uh, uh, Bart, we've got a poll going on our website related to tonight's uh, show. And, of course, it's the basic question, did we go to the moon? And uh, 47% say absolutely not. 17 or 18% say we did. Uh, 17% said Epstein didn't kill himself. There's <laughs> another one. And then uh, astronaut frauds. Hey, I had that ahead of time. And then... Um, and uh, somebody said, are you serious? So it looks like the majority, even coming into the program, uh, don't believe that. But there's the lies, the continual lies, they just don't stop. And by the way, at, at this this two-year deal, well, now the CDC is miraculously saying, oh, by the way, you don't need the thing on the face. But there's a whole gaggle of people in this country that aren't taking it off, Bart. It is, they're, they're scared out of their minds still, and they're not, they're not going to let go of it. And uh, I guess that's that's good for the deep state for have people more in fear. They're easier to control. You know, I, I live in a building with a bunch of people who, uh, you know, pull down their masks to smoke their cigarettes. I'm thinking, wait a minute, you're wearing your mask to not die from something you breathe, and you pull it down to die from something you breathe. Okay, <laughs> let me figure that one out. Uh, in any case, and then if you put an oxygen meter underneath the mask, and I bought one, mm-hmm. their alarms go off. And, uh, you know, at, at sea level, you got about 21% oxygen. And OSHA says if you work in a coal mine, they'll let it get down to 19.5%. But below that is a felony if they make you in, stay in that environment. 
and yet when I put an oxygen meter under a mask, it goes down to 17%, two and a half points below a coal mine. You know what I mean? So making you wear that thing at 17% oxygen is a felony, and yet it's a federal requirement to wear it, and it's a federal law that says it's illegal to make you wear it. So which one is it? Okay, well, we have another we have another clip ready to go here. It's from JFK, and then it's a, it's a little bit longer, uh, but let me get your opinion uh, on, on this one. Here it comes. The very word secrecy is repugnant in a free and open society. And we are, as a people, inherently and historically opposed to secret societies, to secret oaths, and to secret proceedings. We decided long ago that the dangers of excessive and unwarranted concealment far outweighed the dangers which are cited to justify it. Even today, there is little value in ensuring the survival of our nation if our traditions do not survive with it. And there is very grave danger that an announced need for increased security will be seized upon by those anxious to expand its meaning to the very limits of official censorship and concealment. For we are opposed around the world by a monolithic and ruthless conspiracy that relies on infiltration instead of invasion, on subversion instead of elections, on intimidation instead of free choice, on guerrillas by night instead of armies by day. That I do not intend to permit to the extent that it's in my control. Well, right there, there are so many things said in that, Bart. Uh, go ahead and see if you can recap that. Well, this is one of the things that he was killed for. Uh, it's like Pfizer, you know, wants to have 70 years to release the data that proves that it's safe, you know, their product. And they've already been fined over $4 billion by the Justice Department for making fraudulent claims in the past against their product. And they say, and this time, no, it's it's perfectly fine, but we're not going to, we don't want you to see why it's safe for 70 years, long after you're gone. I mean, that should you know, tell people something. Then the whole JFK thing. I mean, if Oswald killed Kennedy, then they should have opened the files the day that Oswald was shot, you know, by mm -hmm. Jack Ruby. The fact that they're, you know, have to be sealed for 55 years and then, then the law to allegedly release them is so lame. I don't even know why they bothered writing it. It said they'll open the files in 2017 unless the current president at that time decides not to. You know, it's like, why even bother writing a law like that? And the CIA was created by Truman, and he said it was the biggest mistake of his entire presidency. He says they become their own nation, basically. They go in and assassinate people, which is supposed to be, you know, the job of the army to, you know, make war. And yet they're going in and blackmailing people, and they basically run the United States government. I mean, the Congress and the Senate, they didn't vote to fake the moon landing, the CIA did it anyway, you know? Mm -hmm. So who runs the country? I think when uh, Carter was president, George Bush Jr. or Sr. was CIA director, and you know the story. He called him up and said, right. give me all your files on UFOs. Right. And George Bush Sr. says, I'm not going to do that. I mean, what's that all about? That means the CIA <laughs> director is more well, powerful than the president of the United well, States. Well, Bart, it, Bart, let me... It's supposed to be the other way around? Let, 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 me, let me give you a couple things on that. Uh, uh, 
he said that uh, what what good is saving our country if we can't bring or save our traditions? Now, in the last two years, three years, every tradition in America has been mocked, scoffed at, statues being torn down, history being re been rewritten. Every holiday is deemed racist, uh, from from Christmas to Thanksgiving. I mean, those traditions are gone. Talking about, he talked about the increased security, saying you need more security. Well, you need health security. What do you, what freedoms are you willing to give up for your health security? Then he talked about official censorship. Well, there's plenty of that going on around now, though. Isn't it? We got the we got the government telling big tech who to ban anybody that doesn't agree with them. Then it said something even weirder. Talking about that the the monolithic worldwide conspiracy will subvert elections. And then he talks about. Uh, Gorillas by night, and I'm thinking, is, is that Antifa? But so, subverting elections? Man, it's almost prophetic. Everything that he said in his speech, like Eisenhower, is pretty much where we're at. Well, yeah, I mean, the, the country is at a point of no return, unfortunately. Uh, I believe it's only going to get worse rather than better. You may have uh, noted on some alternative media outlets, someone discovered, uh, I think it's a, a government contractor statistic corporation called Diegel. They did a report in 2017 about projected GPA and populations of various nations around the world. And they had the United States originally at a population around 60 million people in the year 2025. When it was discovered, they updated updated that to 75 million and then when more people found out about it they updated it to 90 million but that's still you know somewhere between uh, a 68 percent and an 85 percent reduction in the u.s population in the next two and a half years mm -hmm. what what's going to happen <laughs> you yeah. know what i mean what have they got up their sleeves what do they know that we don't know mm -hmm. and uh you know this is the world that we live in. It's only getting worse, and mm -hmm. it's going to get worse before it gets better. And the people who run the world, they did a fabulous job faking the moon landing, killing Kennedy, doing 9-11, and doing the current event for the last two years. Mm -hmm. So I don't, I can't see any force on Earth stopping them. It's going to take divine intervention. No, I agree with you on that. You know, back uh, back in the day when uh, when uh, Osama bin Obama, Obama bin Laden, what's that guy's name, Osama uh, Obama. Anyway, uh, he wanted to turn NASA, in, and he probably did, into what he called an Islamic outreach facility. I remember that thinking, what in the hell does NASA have to do with Islamic? Of course, he was also saying that uh, that um, they were there at the beginning and the founding of the country. So I'm just pointing that out. But now we have, uh, I just saw a blurb the other day, I don't know if you caught it, it said NASA's now saying that they're going to put a woman of color on the moon in 2025. Are, are they going back to the moon, Bart? Well, first it was 2024, I guess because it's a woman and she's going to take more time getting ready. So they decided to give her another year. Forgive that sexist joke. I couldn't help myself. Okay. But <laughs> cool. anyway, you know, they've actually postponed that. I mean, since 1969, uh, they've said they're going to return to the moon in five years, 10 times and they're not able to do it they said in 2016 by 2018 they're going to have an unmanned probe orbiting the moon they couldn't even do that we have china which is the most industrialized nation on earth and they said with 21st century technology it's going to take 15 years to develop 
the hardware to put a man on the moon. Now, 50 years ago, with 1960s technology, it took half that time. So why does it take twice as long to develop the technology to go to the moon in the 21st century than it did 50 years ago? That's completely backwards, right? If they really went to the moon. And then, of course, they deliberately destroyed all the hardware, all the blueprints, all the schematics, all the original videotapes, all the telemetry data, mm-hmm. which you would never do if you really went. I mean, the B-52 has been around for 70 years, and there's still 200 of them flying because nothing works right. they, better. They, they also so, lo- they lost the design to the air conditioning backpacks. I mean, they just... just well, wow. yeah, because you could prove they wouldn't work on the moon. I mean, they're claiming they sat on the moon for three days and got the inside from 250 degrees outside down to a comfortable 72 on a bunch of car batteries. I mean, you know, that's why they destroyed all the electrical schematics, because you could prove that couldn't happen. Von Braun originally said to go to the moon in one rocket, it would have to weigh 800,000 tons. And the Saturn V only weighed 2,500 tons, or a difference of about Mm 30,000%. So if you really went to the moon and you spent an equivalent of $200 billion to do it, Mm-hmm. You wouldn't destroy that technology. I mean, you could argue maybe they should have done that with the atomic bomb technology, but they didn't do it with that technology. Mm-hmm. So if the B-52 has been around for 70 years and it's still in service, and if you really spent $200 billion to build all this equipment that went to the moon on the first time and every single time except once worked flawlessly, the last thing you would do would be to destroy it, the blueprints, but that's what they did. Mm-hmm. So. If they really went, they would not destroy it. But if there was a fraud, that's exactly what they would do. So the fact that they did destroy everything is actually proof of the fraud. Because if you really went, you would never do that. And if you committed a fraud, that's the very thing you would do. Right, right. Now they got plausible deniability. Well, it's time to play the classic video and get your take on it here. Let's roll it. They come now. What's going on here? Well, that's a videotape shot in 1968 <laughs> at a military base I just had in to play the United it. States that um, I have an eyewitness who was there at the time, standing beside President Johnson while they filmed this thing. And of course, this you know image uh, was what convinced people that they were on the moon. It was actually a pretty simple thing to do. They didn't show live transmissions during the landing. They mm-hmm. just showed a computer simulation. And uh, this is what, I mean, you could probably do this in someone's backyard in, you know, Nevada with the spotlight at night, you know, and probably fool them just as easily. So, but once people in their mind accepted, you know, men were on the moon, they accepted it. And it was actually easier to fool them with successive missions. Uh, But that's, you know, the way that they did it. They had to fake it because they wouldn't admit they bit off more than they could chew. Mm -hmm. And we have an eyewitness who confessed on his deathbed he was there when they were filming this, June 1st, 2nd, and 3rd of 1968. He was military police officer, chief of security at this military base, held television cables while they were filming this thing for three days, Mm -hmm. watched them bring in all this pulverized concrete for about three weeks beforehand, and was told face-to-face if he ever told anybody about this, they would kill him and his family. And sure enough, after I confirmed all this information with his surviving relative before I published my book, Moon Man, which you can get at Sibrel, S-I-B-R-E-L.com, 
two days later, after I confirmed this information, his house was broken into, his password on his security system was somehow known, cameras disabled, they took all the documentation that his relative was ever in this branch of the military, and then two days after that, men in black visited him just like they did uh, his family member and threatened to kill them if they ever spoke to me again and this was less than wow. two years ago wow so this is still happening hey bart let me let me roll another tape i need your opinion on this here too as well um let me get this where i can find it here this uh this is the lynn blasting off and i i want to get we'll roll it and then uh see what you think about it you've seen it they average day 20 seconds ah shoot okay hey, let's get off forget the camera hey, 10, 10 seconds, seconds. Four four stage. Stage. Push. Engine arm is asking. Okay, I'm going to get the pro. 99, proceeded. 3, 2, 1, ignition. Run our way, Houston. That's your grid. Ag side. Get over. Back here, you have good thrust. Bart, my, my question is here's a still shot, close up. Uh, is that blast coming from the bottom part or is it coming from the top part? Well, I have no idea. I mean, it's a model they're using. And with the radio delay, the idea that someone from NASA could follow the thing up when they couldn't get a real signal in real time, that's completely illogical. Which is my second I, question. Who is running the camera? That camera, they said, supposedly was in remote control. That means instant. the instant... They moved the camera switch wherever at NASA, whatever control mission control. That camera moved. Is that even possible? No, I don't see how you could do that with the camera delay. I mean, the radio delay is about four seconds, and then they don't even take this into account. Going through all the analog telephone relay equipment, the delay probably would have been as much as eight seconds. I mean, even today, if you're watching CNN and they're talking to somebody who's not on a green screen and actually in Iraq or whatever, you say, you know, how's it going there? 1001, 1002, 1003, it's going great. So you can imagine that's with the latest digital equipment, and that's only halfway around the Earth. Mm -hmm. They're really going to the moon and back with that radio delay at light speed, plus going through equipment that was, you know, 100th the speed mm -hmm. that we have today. There would have right. been a heck of a delay. So the idea that that camera remote control from NASA could have followed the thing up exactly on the moon with all that delay. That's just not possible. Right, right. And now, then, go ahead. But you know, I'm watching, the, watching the limb go up here in the uh, frame by frame. There's no blast there. So this thing is supposed to have a, have a somewhere there's supposed to be a rocket on the bottom of that thing that's going up, and it's going to hit the mothership in a miraculous rendezvous. It's just going to, really? Well, that's what they claim. I mean, like I said, all of NASA, the entire control center, together had about one millionth of computing power of a cell phone, and so this little vehicle here had much less than that. The command module is allegedly orbiting the moon at somewhere between three and 4,000 miles an hour, so this thing has to go from zero to 3,500 miles per hour and perfectly synchronize with that equipment, and if they're off by more than one-tenth of a second, they would die. So how they got that synchronized to one-tenth of a second with one millionth of computing power for cell phone is beyond me. Mm -hmm. it's, it's a miracle. <laughs> you know, and then just look at Elon Musk. I mean, they're allegedly landing that thing, you know, vertically on the moon, right? Right. With 1960 exactly. computers, right? Mm -hmm. Elon Musk, in the controlled environment of Earth, 
he blew up a rocket five times in a row trying to do the same thing with computers that were 10 decades newer exactly and, and probably a million times faster and multiple that had one computer the lander had one computer elon musk each rocket going around that you know rocket trying to land vertically mm-hmm. had a supercomputer so all five of them were synchronizing working simultaneously trying to get that thing to land and it couldn't land the first time it blew up second time blew up third time blew up fourth time blew up fifth time blew up i think it landed vertically mm-hmm. if it was an animation the sixth time and that's 50 years after they went to the moon. It took six times to land a rocket vertically on the controlled environment exactly. of the Earth. But somehow, with one millionth computing power, they could do it the very first time every single time. Mm-hmm. Wow, you're exactly right on there. Uh, a Mexico Explain says, Bart, why was Johnson present at the filming? Well, that's a good question. I guess he just had morbid curiosity. Uh, a lot of people don't remember, but he was eligible to run for re-election in 1968, and he refused to do so. The Democratic Party said they were going to nominate him anyway, and he said, I will turn it down. Now, that's never happened, I don't think, in the history of America, that a president who could run for re-election you know, did not, m- maybe one other time. And so my belief is he knew they were going to fake the moon landing. And who knew that would work? I mean, maybe you get caught. So imagine if he had run for re-election, knowing the next term, they were at the very beginning of it, they were going to fake the moon landing. And if you got caught, being from Texas, where all that NASA you know, hardware was, that'd be a big embarrassment. So I don't think he wanted to have anything to do with that hot potato. So he just, you know, said, no, I'm not going to, I'm not going to be president during the faking of the moon landing. No, 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 no. <laughs> Pass on that one. Give that one to Nixon. Mm-hmm. But he was there. I guess he just had morbid curiosity. I mean, just like if they're aliens at Area 51, why not mm-hmm. land Air Force One? They'll show them right, to me. Right. Why not? And, while, and he had the same curiosity. He thought, well, let me, let me see this thing. Let's right. see how it looks. And, right. And no. what, what was George Bush doing at the library at the Grassy Knoll? All right. Let's get to Well, the- yeah. And to tell you the truth, the base, and you'll have to get the book Moon Man in order to uh, find out what base it was. But that base used to have on their website, President Johnson, you know, visited us on such and such a date. And when I started confirming and the relative of the person who was there started confirming all this, they took it down from their site. Oh, <laughs> you know, point, that point he was actually answer. there at the time. So, but right. he was. All right. Let's get a couple more questions for you. Freely speaking says, was NASA created to use as a limitless bank for the construction of a luxurious deep underground base for the Illuminati? Well, they are misallocating funds. There's no question about that. I mean, um, a moon rover, I guess in today's dollars, is probably about $100 million, and they had fewer parts than a Jeep. So, yeah, they're, they're obviously, it's a cash cow. And they didn't even leave Earth orbit, right? Mm -hmm. So all the equipment that they bought to leave Earth orbit, land on the moon, and all that stuff they never used, and it didn't even have to work, Mm -hmm. you know? So they made a ton of money off of that, and what a coincidence. All this is going on during the Nixon administration, during the Vietnam War, where Congress said, okay, you can go into Vietnam, but we forbid you to go into Laos and Cambodia, which there's evidence that they did anyway. So where did they get that money from? Hello. They got it from the Apollo well, program. Here, here, here's what I've always said on this program, that they might, and the Georgia Guidestones and who knows what a secret uh, handshakes they got and, and Bohemian Grove and Illuminati New World, all these people, they, if, they, if they plan on depopulating the planet and it's through some military thing or whatever, 
and some World War Three type of event, and they're planning on going down in those bases they've got under D.C. and and uh, and Denver Airport and everywhere else, and the trains going underneath their super fast trains. They're, they they feel and they've been siphoning off goods and services from from us people right now. That's why there may be some empty shelves because they're planning on going down and living for a long time. Then they're gonna come out to this utopia. I've always said this part that there's gonna be residue people that's still up here on on, on the land on the top side. And they're going to be waiting for them when they come out of the hole. So they well, you know, actually, this is in the Bible. Uh, in the book of Revelation, it says the kings and the men of the earth went into the ground to escape what is coming upon the earth. So well, that be indicates to me God's instrument of the tribulation could be a comet, asteroid, or rogue planet. Because it says they're going into caves and holes in the ground. And as you know, they opened Cheyenne Mountain. The most disturbing thing of this, you know, is... These shenanigans that our government is doing, faking the moon landing and whatever else, we're paying for it. You know, a third of our taxes go to the federal government. And so they're actually taking our money and and killing us and deceiving us with the money that we give them. You know, the Apollo 1 crew, according to the dead man's relative, uh, was murdered by the CIA, and this is the guy who would have been the first man to walk on the moon, who I believe would not cooperate with the fraud, so they got rid of him. So the money necessary to assassinate them by the CIA, and this is not my opinion, his widow says he was killed by the CIA, that money you know, came from the taxpayers. So the taxpayers are paying for their own deception and the murder of their brethren. Mm. This is why the truth about the moon landing has to come out yeah. otherwise these criminals who are running the government they're just going to keep on doing it right right this picture for everybody looking uh, watching this these are three of the, uh, the most excited astronauts just got back from the moon uh right bart well they get you know, for me, daniel the the aha moment that they really didn't go to the moon was that footage which i show and a funny thing happened on the way to the moon of them faking being halfway to the moon with the one-foot model of the Earth. But about one out of five people says it's this expression. These are the expressions of the men who just returned from the moon and survived. They look like they're at the funeral of their mother. <laughs> so why do they have that expression? It's because they're disheartened that they're having to lie about the allegedly greatest accomplishment of mankind. They feel, you know, pitiful for having to do such a thing but they're doing anyway if you look where neil armstrong the man in the middle's hand is right over your right shoulder you see there's a little tv monitor there mm -hmm. and he's being prompted on what to say now wait a minute if these two guys are the only guys who have ever walked on the moon why do they need to be prompted with answers as to what that experience was like exactly and that uh, that is right here Yep, that's it. Right there. Mm -hmm. Yep. Well, what do you know? Yeah, they they they, they look so excited that uh, they you know they just they can't contain themselves for this world changing event. All right, I got another question for you. It says, uh, did they land the rover on Mars? Well, the 1970s probes to Mars, which you know were only a couple of years after Apollo. There's some of that looks suspicious to me, and some of the current photographs that they claim came from Mars look suspicious to me. I mean, these are the people who faked full-body pictures of an astronaut on the surface of the moon multiple times with rovers, 
with landers, with backgrounds, with rocks, with mountains, and the whole thing was faked, you know, with photo photographic compositry. So, yeah, I'm not sure when they claim there's a rover on Mars if it's really there or not. Who knows? <laughs> maybe it is, maybe it isn't, but they okay. certainly can't be trusted. Well, we, we, we have another video here, too. Now, this is obviously taken on the surface of the moon. I'm going to step off the left now. Well, this is a fake of a fake, unfortunately. Yeah, what, what, what have we got going on here? This is somebody doing a satire of the first uh, uh, walk on the moon, where, and then a spotlight comes down and hits them. But, you know, it's somebody making fun of the fact that they fake going to the moon. It's not real footage that NASA claims was on the moon, but it's another filmmaker just kind of pointing out either his belief that, yes, the moon missions were fake or maybe making fun of people who know the truth. I don't know. Right, but it's right. not it's not real footage, but it's it's showing that it could be done. Right, uh, and right. sort of in a Stanley Kubrick type it of way. It looks very similar, doesn't it? Yeah. So, all right. And then, so we have we have them jumping off here, and uh, certainly we all... But that's the kind of... Some, some of the frauds, Bart, that have been given to the public are so outrageous and such gaslighting they must laugh when people agree with them and believe it. Well, I called up. Uh, not only did I get the, the name of the military base where Apollo 11 was filmed, the dates it was filmed. I got the code name for the project that Johnson actually came up with. And then I was also given a list of 15 people who were there at the time. And I actually called up a couple of them because some of them are still alive. And I spoke with Gene Krantz, who was flight director uh, during one of the Apollo missions. And uh, he acknowledged to me that he has the satellite scrambled video conferencing equipment in his home to talk with other Apollo astronauts about whatever, laughing at us for believing it. And at the time I talked to him, which was about a year and a half ago, he indicated to me that he was expecting a satellite video conferencing call a scrambled one with Cernan which has to be Eugene Cernan the only problem is he's supposed to have died two years earlier <laughs> so what oops Gene I guess you spilled the beans on that one wow wow all right let's get to another question here uh, why did the NASA administrator resign just prior to the first Apollo mission well because he knew they were going to fake it and he didn't want to have anything to do with it you know, he was an honorable person and uh, was like, I'm not going to do just like Johnson didn't want to be president during the fake moon landing. No, no, no. I don't hey, want that blowing up in my hey, face. Bart, you didn't. Was there a uh, this? I'm going back in my memory banks here. Was there an engineer that was going to testify before Congress? Uh, he had hundreds of documents to show we could not go. And but the, his, his car was broken into and the documents stolen. That's you kind of got half the story correct. His name was Donald Barron. He actually did testify at Congress once after the crew of Apollo 11 was murdered. Mm -hmm. And then he was supposed to testify a second time with even more condemning evidence. And he had a, quote, fatal accident prior to that happening. And all of his documentation was taken. Uh, also, all the documentation that Gus Grissom was preparing to give to a United States senator about all the problems in the Apollo program, that was confiscated by the CIA uh, from his home before they even informed his widow that he was deceased. Hmm. All right, got another question here for you. Uh, this from Richard says, how can I get a copy of your movie, A Funny Thing Happened on the Way to the Moon? 
Well, just go to Sibrel, S-I-B-R-E-L.com. If you slide the uh, viewer over a little bit, you got the L.com over there on half of the screen. But uh, if you could maybe move it a little bit over, it's my last name, S-I-B-R-E-L, Sibrel.com. And you can go there, get a copy of Moon Man, and then it has 15 video links in it, uh, which include A Funny Thing Happened on the Way to the Moon, Astronauts Gone Wild, and all these statements, like the statement from NASA saying the radiation belts that surround the Earth are lethal and impenetrable with today's technology, as well as Dan Rather, you know, mm -hmm. synchronized with the Zabruder film saying that the last shot caused Kennedy's head to go forward when it actually went backwards. And yeah. many other clips uh, in there. There are 15 of them all together. Just go to Sibrel, S-I-B-R-E-L.com, and you can get a copy of the book and all the copy of the video links as well. Yeah, it, it is actually, they're actually seeing the whole thing. It's just cut off on, on the viewer going to you, but the, oh, okay. the, the audience can see it. All right, let's get to a couple more quick questions here. Uh, Teflon Co. says, Bart, why did they have to kill Gus Grissom? Well, he was uh, very outspoken. Uh, a few days before he burned alive, he held an impromptu press conference without NASA's permission, invited in the media to the top of the rocket, where he hung a lemon on it. Basically, he said, right. this machine to go to the moon is a lemon. And this was said so by the guy who was supposed to be the first man on the moon. So this really <laughs> embarrassed the people at NASA and the Pentagon. And this is when they started plotting, how do we get rid of this guy? Uh, he saw things that just didn't make sense. Schedule slippages. He said they were 10 years away from going to the moon, not two. And my source at NASA, Bill Casing, said as soon as one department would become proficient, they would shuffle everybody out and bring in new people so that no one would actually get a clear picture of the overview of how one department really worked so that it was easier to fake people who were actually there into believing they went to the moon. Mm -hmm. Even the computer controllers sitting there in the heart of mission control during the actual flight to the moon for the first time were kicked back watching television like the rest of us, and they admitted afterwards that they could, could tell no difference whatsoever between a simulation and an actual flight. In fact, Gus Grissom's last words before he burned alive a fire that, according to his widow and son, was set by the CIA, he said, uh, look, we're having a hard time on a wired intercom talking between two buildings. I can't hear you. He said, how are we going to get to the moon when we can't even talk between two buildings? And then moments later, he was dead. He told his wife the day before he died that the CIA for the first time, was all over the launch pad messing with the rocket. And then what a coincidence, the next day he's dead. Hmm. Well, there seem to be a lot of coincidences on, on those type of issues there. All right, let's get to another question here. Uh, this is uh, uh, from Peter from Australia. How was a video of Buzz Aldrin being interviewed by a girl named Zodi at the National Book Festival in D.C.? He admits they never went. Yeah, I guess he just made a slip of the tongue there. <laughs> You know, you can watch it, and sure enough, he says, because we didn't go, and then he kind of realizes he said that, but he didn't backpedal, and of course, you know, the news media tries to untruth everything, <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. the, the guy said what he said, he said uh, that uh, he didn't go to the moon, and people can say, well, he really didn't say that or whatever, but he did say that, and I think, you know, if you watch him, do interviews now if he still does them he has a handler with him who kind mm. of 
you know, nudges him, makes sure he doesn't say something wrong. Right. You probably saw a clip of George Bush Jr. I don't know, it was about five years ago. They asked him about 9-11, sitting a few feet away from his wife, and he was asked about 9-11, and he said, well, at first I thought it was a conspiracy. And then his wife looks at him like, don't say that. And so he has a handler. It looks like it's his wife, mm. you know. Kind of like Joe Biden. He is a handler, too, is, is his wife. Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, they don't let the guy answer any independent questions. It's kind of odd, mm -hmm. you know. They're afraid for him to speak his mind. I'm not well, sure why. <laughs> but there isn't, there isn't a mind, as far as I can tell. Um, all right, so did... Did well. I mean, you you got punched by Buzz Aldrin. How'd that all turn out? Well, uh, I was there uh, as a guest of a Japanese production company to be a surprise guest on their television program. Uh, this was after the production of a funny thing happened on the way to the moon. I had the idea, I guess, the following year from maybe watching TV programs as a kid, where people like Perry Mason they swore in the Bible in court. I said, why don't we just ask these guys? To swear in the Bible that they walked on the moon. So I tracked down eight of the Apollo astronauts and asked them to swear on the Bible. In this particular case, Buzz Aldrin refused to do it. He told me privately uh, at another time that he didn't because he believes in God. So he didn't swear in the Bible because he believes in God, if you follow that, because he didn't want to lie. He didn't want to dishonor a vow to God swearing on the Bible. You know, if I really walked on the moon, then anyone saying otherwise would be like throwing a feather at me, you know? I would find it hysterically funny. I mean, if I walked on the moon and someone thought otherwise, I was like, are you okay? I'll swear on two Bibles. Three? You okay? You you feel it okay? You need any need any water or anything? <laughs> right. You know? And so if, if someone said I didn't, it'd be like throwing a feather at me. So why mm -hmm. would anyone become violently angry for throwing a feather at them? But what it really was is like walking up to him in front of his wife and saying, oh, your mistress says hello. Plans to see you tomorrow night at the hotel. Mm -hmm. Then he gets really mad because I really am revealing something. And that's the case. He has this entourage, you know, who think he walked on the moon when he didn't. I point out with photographic evidence that he did not. In fact, in Astronauts Gone Wild, which was filmed before the punch scene, I have him set up with the you know, TV monitor and I show him the fake footage, which he shot. And he says, oh, this makes you a real famous person for having discovered this. Well, how could I become famous if I'm wrong? And then he says, just talk to NASA administrators. We were only passengers. I thought you piloted the thing to the surface. Passengers just work at the Earth for eight days. So he basically made two admissions that I was correct. And when he realized that, then he threatened to sue us if we showed those admissions to anybody. Mm. We have all that on tape as well. Mm. Uh, Co says, can you talk about the Masonic or Nazi connections to the Space Force? Well... The rocket designer was Werner von Braun, who our own State Department says, had he not died when he did, he was almost about ready to be indicted for war crimes. As you know, there were still Nazi hunters going wherever uh, and finding Nazis in their 80s and 90s who did war crimes and to this day still trying to bring them to justice. And so our own State Department said, you know, von Braun was about to be indicted for war crimes, for overseeing the death of potentially hundreds of people who worked in his rocket factory. You know, he basically built a rocket that could go from France and hit London, somewhere in London, which was pretty advanced for 1943. 
and uh, but that would just hit randomly. So he basically killed lots of civilians in England, and so he could be held accountable for that as well. So they basically brought him over here uh, under a code name, I think it was called Paperclip, and uh, said, look, you know, you do what we tell you, and you won't go to jail. And so he was a good rocket designer, and so they picked him to design the moon rocket. He said, okay, it's going to take a rocket that's going to weigh 800,000 tons to carry enough fuel to go there, you know, round trip nonstop. And then Kennedy said, uh, you know, let's go to the moon by the end of the decade. And he's like, oh, well, we, only way we can do that is if I claim you don't need an 800,000-ton rocket, only a 2,500-ton rocket. And so he recanted on his math by 30,000% in three days. So either the guy's so inept, he how could he possibly go to the moon, or he's lying, therefore how could he possibly go to the moon? So either way, you know, someone, math is math, you know, two plus two equals four. If it mathematically takes, he says that he said the first time the figures speak for themselves. They're mathematically irrefutable. It will take eight hundred thousand tons worth of fuel and hardware to reach the moon nonstop. And then when Kennedy says we'll go to the moon, he says, "Well, okay, I changed my mind. It's only going to take one thirty thousandth as much weight." <laughs> you know. All right. All right. Getting near the end. Let's ask, get a couple, couple more questions in here. Um, uh, well, for one thing, somebody says you're very brave to come out with this information. And you've been attacked and uh, attempted assassinations. And What keeps you going, Mark? Well, you know, like I said, I originally turned down the project because I thought, you know, maybe they didn't go to the moon. And if I start overturning these rocks, it could be dangerous. So I turned it down. I wanted to have a wife and family. And then after I read the Bible five times from cover to cover, I realized, you know, there is a right or a wrong if they didn't go to the moon, that's more profound than if they'd actually gone. And if that's the case, this mm -hmm. is an important truth for mankind to know. Mm -hmm. I realize I'm going to die anyway, so I might as well die for a just cause. When we uh, filmed an astronaut's gone wild, I think Edgar Mitchell, and showed him like I did with Buzz Aldrin, the fake footage, he turned beet red and threw me out of his house, threatened to shoot me, says he doesn't, you know, hit people. And then I, five seconds later, can't even lie not live for five seconds, hits me from behind. And in all that commotion, I leave a wireless microphone on him, and my cameraman in all the commotion leaves the tape recording in the back seat of the rental car. So unbeknown to us at the time, we were recording private conversations in the guy's house with the door closed. And so wow. about three months after that, the secretary of the film does a transcript of it and calls me up frantically and says, do you know what they're talking about privately? in their house before you, you know, you turned and came back and got the microphone. I'm like, no, what are they saying? She says, they're talking about calling the CIA to have you assassinated. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that's very funny. She says, no, Bart, I'm being serious. I said, yeah, that's really funny. She says, Bart, you're not listening. <laughs> they're talking about calling the CIA to have you assassinated. Wow. Now, if they really went to the moon, and I'm some silly person who thinks otherwise, why would you have to call the CIA to have me killed? Unless, of course, they really didn't go to the moon, and I'm a journalist uncovering it with lots of evidence. And that ended up being the case. And then secondly, why does an Apollo astronaut have, like, the CIA, you know, at the top of his Rolodex that he can call up and ask for people to be assassinated unless the CIA was, you know, inertly involved uh, in the alleged moon missions? Well, we got, we got Lindsey Graham calling for a world leader to be assassinated. Yeah, you better watch out because I don't know if you noticed this, but 
I believe we're living in the last days, and I think that's the reason that a lot of people, for example, and you've seen them, go on national TV saying anyone against getting this medicine for an illness you don't have, anyone mm-hmm. who's against that is terribly stupid, and they drop dead shortly thereafter. That's happened numerous times. Mm-hmm. So, you know, Lindsey Graham, God help us all, probably claims to be a Christian, and the Bible says to love your enemies, and so when he wishes yes. somebody dead, you better be careful. Because in the last days, God's going to make examples. And, you know, the last video of my 15 that are linked in the book is a song I wrote. And I actually do a, a lyric about that. The Bible says that a curse that someone, you know, throws out against someone that is undeserving will boomerang and hit them. And sure enough, his son was the one, the astronaut's son was the one who first suggested that I be assassinated. And because I'm, you know, investigating a true crime of his father's, that boomeranged, landed back on him, and he died at the age of 26 of cancer. So mm-hmm. I would be concerned in the last days, watch my tongue, you know, Lindsey Graham, about wishing that, because when I heard that, I thought mm-hmm. with all these other deaths happening right after people say, you know, these injections are good, and they get one, and they don't wow, survive. It's amazing. Bart, it's really amazing you said that, because you just read about mine. I've seen, I don't know how many times somebody's, was bragging about they got the third one and the next day they're dead i mean it's like but nobody they they can't put they they won't accept the fact that they made a decision that caused that and the people around them they get protected by their family say well oh something had to be something else so let me ask you though kind of getting toward the end here um so we've got this world event happening here it looks like right out of the book of revelation uh and we've mentioned uh uh russia a couple times and now we're talking about the moon fraud wouldn't Russia know for sure that we didn't go? Isn't it something that they would know, say that and stuff about um, the Hunter Biden and that all, all that in the Ukraine? Couldn't they black, be blackmailing our country right now because they have that information of what the truth really is and are threatening to release it unless we keep buying their oils, to say? Yeah, those are you know two you know lame arguments uh, why the moon missions must be real. One is it involved a hundred thousand people. How could you keep something secret from a hundred thousand people? Well, first of all, the atomic bomb involved a hundred thousand people, and only eight knew what they were making. And you can't think that the CIA is so stupid to tell the guy at NASA making the glove or the door or the boot, hey, we're really not going to the moon, but don't tell anybody. That's like saying what the bank teller knows and what the CEO of the bank knows about the integrity of the company are identical. They're completely not. And then so to say that um, uh, Russia and China, you know, they would have blurted it out. Not really. I mean, that would be like me having a picture of a world leader with a prostitute. I could give it away free to the press, and that's it. Or I could blackmail them year after year, year after year, year after year, and that's what they're doing. China knows the moon missions are fake. They teach it in university. They teach it in high school and their, and their curriculum that the moon missions were fake. Mm-hmm. But they blackmail us. We blackmail them. They, we've both got skeletons in our closet. That's another good reason <laughs> yeah. for the truth I think to come America, out. I think so America has a lot of skeletons. Enemies will, will stop blackmailing us about it. I mean, America has been starting wars and assassinating leaders for a, a long time. Um, but you talk about how the 500,000 people couldn't know that uh, there is this thing going on at NASA, this, 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 this fraud. Well, we could say the same thing about Pfizer because the executives, people within that organization, they got the real numbers. And talking about not releasing stuff for 75 years, 
well, there's tens of thousands of people that work at Pfizer. They don't. They all don't know this. They think they're doing good. They think we. They go to work and say, man, we're gonna we're gonna save some people. Go around. They have their meetings. So all these in different uh, different rooms and different departments, they don't know what's going on. They wouldn't even work there. Yeah, that's true. Uh, a controller at NASA admitted that he could tell no difference whatsoever between a simulation and a real flight. He said, I'm just reading data off of a screen, and the data looks identical when we rehearse going to the moon and when we really go to the moon. He says, I can't tell a difference. So if a person in the heart of mission control at NASA can't tell the difference between a rehearsal moon landing and a real moon landing, then I don't think anyone can tell. And there's only three eyewitnesses. I mean, how, there's no independent press coverage in outer space or the moon. Whatever <laughs> TV pictures we get, we assume they're truthful. And unfortunately, that was a bad assumption. All right. Well, we're near at the end of the broadcast part. Let's go ahead and check our polls here where we're at now. Uh, looks like it's pretty much remained the same. We've got uh, 47% say we did not go to the moon. 17, 18% says, of course, we went to the moon. Hopefully, they're not wearing masks. But uh, but, we, but that, that ties right with Epstein didn't kill himself. So I don't know. How yeah, but that's basically two and a half, almost three yeah. to one difference. It, it is the it's, truth. That is three to yes, it's about three. Yeah, to one, I, let so. me tell you this, Daniel. Before we go, about five years ago and before, like when I did coast to coast for the first time, I got two thousand emails in a day, nice. and I eventually returned them all if they didn't curse at me or you know <laughs> wish me dead. But basically, five years ago and before. 90% of the emails I got were, how dare you say such a thing, you know, uh, how unpatriotic, when, of course, it was unpatriotic for them to affect it. But since five years ago, there's been a paradigm shift. Now, almost all the emails are supportive. I get emails all the time, even from a recent interview I did on SGT Report. They were on the fence about whether we went to the moon or not mm -hmm. until that interview. Nice. So people's eyes are opening up. And more and more people are becoming aware. And this is why, even though the moon landing fraud killed the fewest people of all the government shenanigans, it's the most significant, if the truth comes out, to implementing change. Because mm -hmm. it's so tied into with people's emotions. Mm -hmm. They waved their flag. They cried. They prayed for them. They held ticker tape parades. They gave them medals mm -hmm. of honor. And they didn't have to lie about it, but they did it anyway. And their arrogance and they embezzled. 200 billion dollars and it's in the encyclopedia if the public becomes aware that that was indeed a fraud i think that's the finger out of the dike that will bring about change mm. well i tell you by now people should realize th that things are not as they seem everything should be questioned even eisenhower said we need to question everything that we're being told and all all the whole system now is telling us how evil russia russia is we just need to Maybe look at that and say, well, what else have they told me? I, you know, I, it's incremental that, that people are coming out of their shell and, and disbelief and accepting the fact that we are being gaslighted constantly. Because, like you said, talk about it's almost like a curse. In fact, for a while, I had something up called the uh, the Trump curse. And, and, and Bart, I had a, a list. I just, it were so many people that was that would say something against Trump. They, they would have accidents. They would die. It's like I couldn't believe it, so I started keeping a list, and I thought, man, I, I took it off the website because the list got so long. I thought, well, that's going to trigger somebody out there, but it just kept coming back. So there's something supernatural going on here. There's something in the heavens that's going on. It's more than just Putin and Ukraine. It's more than the moon hoax. There's an overarching thing, and I think you've got it right. It, it, it's, it's in the Bible. 
But, but, but I think it's because we're in the last days. We are and in so the last everything, days. Everything, the heat is turned up on everything. And there'll be more examples of this. It says in the Bible that in the last days, many children of God will have dreams and visions about the last days. And I think these examples that happen to people uh, who say one thing and are rebuked openly about it, that they will become more prominent in the last days they are. I mean, I've never seen anything like it before. Uh, so... We all got to be careful. We've all got to repent. I feel sorry for the people who are running the world in the evil way that they're doing it because they will gain the world but lose their soul. Unless you get eternal life in the next life, you're a failure. And the way you do that is simply turn yourself in. Turn yourself into your maker. Read the book that he wrote on the rules for a godly life and do your best. He'll forgive everything you've done wrong in the past. And even forgive as you're trying to do what's right. But you have to mm -hmm. repent, confess your sins, and stay faithful to the end. And then you get to live forever. It's a pretty good deal. Mm -hmm. And I would say to the viewers watching this show, if you haven't repented of your sins and asked Jesus Christ into your heart, then there's some really tough days ahead for you. So there is some avoidance there. God said he would protect his own. Um, and we don't know how well that's going to play out. Uh, but Bart, just finally, uh, we're talking about this kind of turnaround thing. we got... Think, think of this, Biden, Biden. there's a video out there, Biden said, unless the Ukraine uh, fires the prosecutor looking into his son in Burisma, they, he's not going to give him a billion dollars. Then we have, Trump was impeached for a Ukraine, Ukraine call. Now we have Ukraine, looks like starting more, going to be involved with World War III here. It just seems, that that's all tied in. That is, what was done in the dark, in the dark had been brought to light, and the Bible says that plainly. What's done in, in the darkness, he will it will be just broadcast. And so all these things are continually to happen. As I said, if you haven't accepted Christ by now, man, there could be a fiery furnace waiting for you. Hopefully not. Accept him now. Turn to God. And Bart, I appreciate you and, and your testimony. I mean, it, it sounds like it changed your life too as well. Any final thoughts? Well... The moon missions were indeed falsified, and that tells you something about the state of the world, because putting a man on the moon is allegedly the greatest accomplishment of mankind, and they didn't do it. Just like the Tower of Babel was done to build a building taller than anybody else's to boast to the nations around them, that's the same thing about going to the moon. The Tower of Babel was never finished, and the mission to the moon never took place. And that's the world that we live in. We live in a fallen, dark world. So you want to make sure, you know, before you die, you're on the right side of God so that you can live forever afterwards. Amen to that. Amen. Well, Bart, I appreciate you coming back on the program. Uh, can we have you on again sometime? Sure. Just let me know. All right. I appreciate you so much, Bart. Stay safe out there, brother. All right. You too, Daniel. All right. Bye-bye.